All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe. It is Friday Eve, so I hope you have some great plans for the weekend. Hopefully you'll have nice weather and get outside and get a chance to enjoy it. I found this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to share it. And of course, uh, you know, it—I uh, guess—slipped my mind. But when there was all these companies that were starting to pull out of uh, Russia after they had began to invade Ukraine, and that was the the big thing that that uh, a lot of these. Uh, Corporations, especially U.S. corporations, were starting to do. Um, McDonald's was <clears throat> was one of them, and uh, yeah, you know, when I I'm not sure who this is, but I, I give credit when credit is due, where where credit is due, and I found this from a Mark Bennett's at Mark Bennett's one, and he has a picture of the McDonald's uh, there in uh, Moscow. And it says, Last burgers in Moscow's flagship McDonald's asked one man as he was leaving for his thoughts, and he said, I only ever use the toilets. So that's that's a, a great way to go out on for uh, McDonald's, their last opportunities, their hurrah in Moscow, and the man comes out and brags about how that uh, he likes to only use the toilets there. So that's a <clears throat> great opportunity, great advertisement for McDonald's there in uh, Moscow. So we'll see how long it is before them and others uh, decide to uh, return. I did read somewhere the other day, too, and I... I um, I should have noted it, but I somebody had uh, quoted that, uh, and, I, and again, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, it's still interesting. They said that Papa John's was still serving uh, out of there, out of uh, Russia, so uh, they can still at least get uh, get pizza there. So uh, that's that's uh, good to know. <clears throat> Speaking of Twitter, you know, it just it it's really. I'll probably for maybe for the last few years, but it just seems like it is is kind of getting worse. But um, but that sometimes you know somebody will post something that's just completely outrageous, completely just off the wall, and everybody's like, yeah, and getting all the likes and you know retweets, and everybody's comment how great it is. And then other times, you know, somebody will post something that's just absolute garbage, and uh, you know they'll just get called out on it, and people just. Uh, rail on them, and so it, Twitter has just become just really um, out there. I guess I don't know. Like it's just really become this um, place of just open uh, more times than not open vitriol, uh, and I honestly. Uh, sometimes it's just like, man, I can't believe it. But yet, say compared to some other th- uh, sites, um, you know, it's just sometimes becomes just very, 
the other sites just come very dull because it's just you know somebody always bragging about themselves and sharing this you know boring information so i think sometimes unfortunately there's this at least in my case there's some kind of a entertainment value to um twitter just to see uh, people's reactions to um different posts you know and sometimes it is just ignorance and um appalling and just uh, disgusting the, the way that people react to others, um, especially ones that they don't quote unquote agree with. But uh, in the same manner, though, that when somebody posts something that's outlandish, uh, that is unfounded and untrue, then thinking that, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, this thoughts, the, the idea of just putting it out there because it crosses your mind is is uh, um, risky, I guess you could say, uh, because more than likely, if it is going to be outlandish uh, or you know incorrect or just false, then somebody's going to call it out on it, and then you're going to get ratioed, and then and then everybody's going to find some kind of entertainment value about that. So. It the the Twitter space has just really become, um, just a really crazy uh, place at this time, and so I you know it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens with some of these other uh, social media sites coming up, and you know even though that there are some new ones that are pretty popular, you're still seeing a fair amount of people still uh, staying with Twitter. I find more people that I talk to leaving more of the Facebook uh, type of, uh, or leaving Facebook, I should say, not that type of, but exactly Facebook um, versus leaving, say, the Twitter. But uh, uh, nonetheless, you know, it'll be interesting to see where it goes over the the next few years. And this one, I, this is an interesting article, too, that I found. Um, Amazon temporarily relocating, uh, employee, relocating employees from downtown Seattle office amid rise in violent crimes. And this is the uh, Zero Hedge uh, written by the uh, alias uh, Tyler Durden. Amazon is temporarily relocating employees from its downtown Seattle office due to an increase in violent crime in the area, the company said on March 11th. Uh, the tech giant's office is located uh, 300 Pine Street, about half a mile from its main headquarters on 7th Avenue in Seattle, and roughly 1,800 Amazon employees are working there. Given recent incidents near 3rd and Pine, we're providing employees currently at that location with alternative office space elsewhere, an Amazon spokesman said in an email statement to the Seattle Times. We're hopeful that conditions will improve and that we'll be able to bring back employees to location when it's safe to do so. So... Basically, what they're doing, and if you read the rest of his uh, rest of his article, there, um, they cite uh, a couple specific events uh, going on in that area as the reason for that relocation. Um, they also mentioned that in his article that the McDonald's was also forced to temporarily close its restaurant on Third Avenue due to the rising crime. 
uh, citing uh, the company's inability to keep its workers safe. And it says, according to the Seattle Police Department's year in crime report, overall citywide crime increased by 10%, plus 4,209 in 2021 compared to 2022, or I'm sorry, compared to 2020. Uh, meanwhile, the city saw a decade-high number of aggravated assaults at 3,925. And here is, and it's cited uh, that, you know, also this is a direct um, rea- uh, re- uh, result of reducing the budget of the police department in that area. <clears throat> So um, cities are running the risk of losing major employers over their lack of proper police funding. And the the good part about it is, is that they have recognized this. They are prioritizing the safety of their employees and they're looking for opportunities to to move and and I think that is great. That is looking after their employees. Okay, so you take it away from being a political issue from the standpoint of just looking out for your employees and prioritizing their safety. No matter which side of the equation that they fall on and their belief as an organization about um, crime and police activity or and whatnot in that area. And I think there's going to be more of these type of things where companies are going to be looking at these opportunities elsewhere that would be advantageous to them. Um, uh, you know, specifically looking at like uh, Tesla and moving it from California to Texas. And you're going to continue to see that where they're going to look at what's advantageous for them, what's advantageous for their employees. And again, the companies are going to succeed. Now, there are other things that you can point at for sure that are downfalls and negatives about Amazon, and specifically if you want to, if you want to point to them. But as many times as you can point, and, and our people do point towards them for the negatives, I think you also have to look at some of these things also uh, on the positive side of it. And speaking of the positive side and continuing on that in that vein, another, uh, I think I believe they are a Washington-based company, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the CEO uh, don't always agree with his uh, politics and some of his viewpoints, but he has so far proven that his business model is very successful and has cited the success um, on occasion 
and I guess you should say regularly, and he likes to um, bring attention to that, which I think is good. Uh, but I have to acknowledge and uh, agree with his uh, results that they've accomplished so far when it comes to employee retention and, and employee satisfaction and, and um, running a successful business. But I, I'm not sure if I had seen this how long ago, but I've, I've seen it a couple of times, and uh, he had brought atten- somebody had brought attention to it here, uh, recently reposted one of his posts that he had uh, mentioned that they had a, a, cons- a, a CSR um, position come available, customer ser- service representative come available within his organization, and they had 800 applicants. And his point was, that it, there wasn't a shortage of employees, there is a, a shortage of good positions available um, or good companies to, to work for. In referencing the 800 applicants for that position, I guess stands to, if it is true, which I don't believe that he would have... Um, put this out here if it wasn't true because it had been easy for somebody in his organization to refute it. But having 800 applicants for a uh, CSR position is amazing, I guess you can say. But looking at what they offer, how they treat their employees, it makes makes sense. Uh, $70,000, everybody, 70000 a year income. Uh, they uh, have flexible work uh, environment where they could work full time in the office, hybrid or at home full time, and they've got you know an excellent um, benefit package with that also. So it is true. Then, if an organization is unable to fill a position or multiple position, multiple positions. At what point do they look at their business model, how they are paying their employees, how they are treating their employees, where they're offering their employees that are meaningful, that they want, and then make that organization a desirable place to work? And I'm sure that there are good, quote-unquote, good companies out there that people perceive as good companies that are struggling to find employees. And I think that would be an opportunity for them to uh, take some time to reflect or time to examine the organization and what can they do to improve upon their organization based on employee evaluations and, uh, you know, uh, questionnaires or, you know, uh, meetings and having an opportunity for them to voice their opinions, voice their concerns or what's important to them. Look at opportunities to make that happen and seeing what have, see, see what results from that. I think that there, and I know there has been mentioned of some other companies that are 
have tried that and finding success. They're not probably as as visible out there as um, Dan is with his organization and his uh, social media. But if this continues, there could be a trend towards this model. Now, there's going to be that argument, I know, that a person is not going to work as hard, put in the effort. Uh, you're not going to attract the top talent uh, in those upper management positions that typically would pay maybe 70 plus. But maybe, maybe that's something that you feel then internally. Maybe you, that you promote within and expand upon that culture. Or maybe that you're going to find that somebody is going to, and, or many people are going to embrace that culture over what the income that they are missing, quote-unquote missing, uh, by not accepting a position that pays higher, that, the, that maybe the culture is not as good, or more than likely not as good. But we've seen, it is proven, by all of the millions of people that have left their jobs since... Um, what August September time frame last year that they were willing to walk away from a position for the for the simple fact that they're not satisfied they're not happy it's not a good organization to work for So like I've said many, many, many time, times that an organization, a uh, owner, a CEO who puts two and two together will hopefully have the recipe that will find out that, or, or that will learn, I should say, that this is a winning combination to be more focused on that culture and taking care of your employees to build back that trust, to build back that loyalty and succeed. And just like anything in life, if we learn from our mistakes, no matter what we do in our interactions with each other, with our family, with our coworkers, with things that we post uh, on social media, uh, things that we post in on uh, LinkedIn or presentations or sales or whatever that is, when we make a mistake, when something doesn't work quite as well as we had hoped for, that we step back, we analyze it, and we learn from it and move on. And I'll end with this today and kind of transitioning into that piece 
from, from learning from our mistakes into problem-solving skills. I think today that's something that's very important. I think that is something that somebody can build upon and have, you know, have those, that skill. It's very valuable to be able to work through different scenarios and situations that come up and think about how to solve that logically based on the information that you have is, is key, is important. And it sounds silly to say, but I, you know, I've run into that several times recently where simple things that if, if somebody would have stepped back for a minute, thought about uh, the issue and the relative i guess the, looking at it from okay what is the root of this where is it where is it coming from and then based on the the problem and then also your um thought process you know it was sim- it's simple to figure these out sometimes and so I think that's key is to having that problem-solving skill and being able to work through those situations. And obviously, emotion, emotional intelligence, EI, is talked about a lot. But I think it, again, needs to be talked about, needs to be encouraged. And finally, one that's probably not talked a lot about a lot and is probably looked down upon is kindness. Employing kindness helping others out, being a team player is important. Well, again, please stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It means a lot. I appreciate it. I hope you have a a safe, healthy, fun weekend. And until next time.